Jesus while not yet revealed to the two disciples who were on their way to Emmaus, uses the journey to open the disciples' eyes. Then, beginning with Moses and with all the prophets, he explained to them the things concerning himself in all the scriptures. It seems likely the explanation would begin with the most fundamental concept, the atomic characteristic of the Messiah, without which the rest would remain concealed. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. And God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day. And the darkness he called night. And there was evening. And there was morning. The first day. Genesis 1, 1-5. As it turns out, on the first day of creation, the very first action taken by God was to command there to be light. Now, before anyone gets sidetracked in day 4, described in verses 14-19, through the light created on day 1 was the light that would provide separation from the darkness that permeated the universe. We'll get to date four later. This light, which obviously was present at the start of the creation narrative, is the Messiah. As described in verse 2, the Spirit of God was also present, hovering over the face of the waters. The Trinity was together and involved in the creation process. As Paul wrote in Colossians 1, 15-17, He, that is, Jesus Christ, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created, both in the heavens and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. God's prophecy in Genesis which he revealed through Moses, draws a clear distinction between the light and the darkness. In other words, darkness cannot coexist with the light. The first five verses, verses of the Word describe the establishment of spiritual light, designed to dispel spiritual darkness. It seems likely that 
Satan has already fallen away from God, embodying the darkness. The Messiah is the antithesis, God himself manifesting the light. God, through his prophet Moses, has also created the foundation of the relationship between heaven and earth, between God and his creation. That relationship, embodied in Messiah, serves as the basis for the word, quite literally from beginning to end. It also forms the cornerstone for future prophets and their inspired prophecy regarding Messiah, as we find in Isaiah 60, verses 1 through 5. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the peoples. But the Lord will arise upon you, and his glory will be seen upon you. And nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes all around, and see, they all gathered together, they come to you. Your son shall come from afar, and your daughters shall be carried on the hip. Then you shall see and be radiant. Your heart shall thrill and exult, because the abundance of the sea shall be turned to you. The wealth of the nations shall come to you. In essence, on the first day of creation, the theology for the created universe has its common thread. Interestingly, God used day two for creating airborne and earthly water, and day three for creating dry land, seas, and vegetation. God had set the stage for the creation of another kind of light, described in Genesis 1 through 14 through 19. And God said, Let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night, and let them be for signs and for seasons, and for days and years, and let them be lights in the expanse of the heavens to give light upon the earth. And it was so. And God made the two great lights, the greater light to rule the day, and the lesser light to rule the night and the stars. And God set them in the expanse of the heavens to give light on the earth, to rule over the day and over the night, and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the fourth day. It was day four when the basis for chronology was established. The lights in the heavens were to be used by earthly beings 
to draw a physical distinction between day and night, days, years, and seasons. So, to be clear, verses 1 through 5 involve spiritual light and darkness. Verses 14 through 19 were concerned with physical light and darkness. Theology versus chronology. It seems appropriate that the Apostle John, also known as the Revelator, provides the bridge between prophecy and fulfillment regarding the light in the first verses of the Gospel bearing his name. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God, whose name was John. He came as a witness, to bear witness about the light, that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light, the true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him. Yet the world did not know him. One of my favorite writers, Jill Caratini, who is the managing ed editor of A Slice of Infinity at Ravi Zacharias International Ministry in Atlanta, Georgia, writes, for those willing to squint along the journey to sight. Illumination still begins with light itself, God unobscured, though incomprehensible, revealed by the Spirit through the glory of the Son. There is indeed a source for all illumination. God is one the Father who called light into existence, the Spirit who illumines, and Christ who is the light of the world. Finally, Jesus, the Messiah himself, makes the definitive declaration of his identity in John 8, 12. Again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I and the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. For now, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you 
and give you peace.